If you've worked in a school building for any length of time, you've likely encountered numerous programs, initiatives, movements aimed at making your school a better place. But how do we know if these are really effective? And how do we really mold them so that they're accomplishing a common goal? That's what we're talking about on the show today. Grab your backpack and I'll see you there. Want to know how to really improve school culture? Hey, I'm your host, Jeff Veely, and this is the Campus Peace Podcast. Join me after school as we discuss how to empower students, boost staff morale, and squash squabbles. Yes, welcome to the show today. We're continuing in our uh, four-part series, The Four Pillars of Campus Culture. So far, we've cast a vision for your school, what a peaceful culture might look like. Last week, we took a look at how to empower people and harnessing the golden rule. What if you had truly a golden rule school where people treated others the way they want to be treated? Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about programs. And if you're wondering where we're headed, uh, well, here's the four pillars of campus culture. Let me catch you up. If you're just tuning in for the first time, the four pillars are people, programs, policy, and process. You see, we have to have these four walls in place if we want our schools to stand and if we want to improve our culture on campus, whether you are an administrator trying to figure out how to do this, uh, you're a teacher, school counselor, man, I want to give you some tips today and we're going to be talking again about programs. There's this uh, thing that I hear all the time. Uh, And it comes from a coach of mine who once said to me, Jeff, you don't need more information. You need more implementation. (laughs) Now, I heard this at a really uh, key time. You see, I was going to all these trainings. I was trying to learn these different things. And I was trying to implement a lot of stuff in my business and with the clients I was serving. And I came into this sort of crossroads with this coach where I was trying to figure out why some things weren't working. This is several years ago. I'll never forget this. He said, Jeff, you don't need more information. You need more implementation. Don't stop learning, but put your head down and get the work done. Build, do the work. That's how you're going to see the results. When I talk to schools, especially school administrators, I hear of this thing that uh, is commonly called shiny star syndrome. And it happens when we look at programs. We see something new. We, we get excited. Maybe like me, you go to conferences and you hear about new programs, new initiatives, new approaches to problems. And often there's a a person who gets you really excited and they tell you all the amazing testimonials that have come from these. And and you want to run back and and, and rally everybody at your district or in your building to say, we got to buy this thing. We got to join this thing. We got to do this challenge. We got to launch this initiative. And what can happen is when you get a lot of different people coming from different areas and they're all bringing back a piece of something, well, sometimes that's what it becomes, right? We don't fully implement. We get more information and sometimes less implementation. And as we try to put these different things in place, well, they're never implemented effectively. First of all, let's zoom out. Let's get kind of a 10,000-foot view. What is a program? Well, the dictionary defines a program as, number one, a set of related measures or activities with a particular long-term aim. Two, a presentation or item on television or radio, especially one broadcast regularly between stated times. Okay, this could be considered a program for those of you watching on Facebook or YouTube. Hello, thanks for tuning in. Some of you are listening to the podcast, perhaps in your car, uh, catching the replay. 
Uh, and reminder, if you want to join this program live each and every week, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, and we're going to be continuing that. Excited for that coming up. Finally, there's a third definition of a program, which is a sheet or booklet giving details of items or performers at an event or performance. It's a thing when you walk into the theater. Remember when those were a thing? <laughs> it's the item they hand you when you walk through the door to watch a play, to watch uh, some sort of show. You can read through it, learn about the cast and crew. That's a program. What do these three definitions have in common? Well, if we would boil them all down to their simplest form, I think we would agree that the word would be messaging. Simply put, programming something or communicating through a program is messaging. A friend of mine is a CEO of a company, and he was trying to figure out, how do I make sure that as we grow, which they grew pretty rapidly, how do, we, how do I ensure that my people are communicating the message that I want shared with my clients? And he came up with a simple two-word phrase. I've borrowed it, and I share it with schools. And it was this, everything speaks. If he was on a job site and he saw uh, an employee maybe acting in a way that was out of line or, or doing something that he didn't want to see, he would simply look at them, pause, and say, everything speaks. In fact, he encouraged uh, his employees to say this to one another. He encouraged his uh, senior leadership to say this to staff. As if they saw something that was really good that someone was doing, they would commend them by saying, hmm, good job, everything speaks. That messaging, that program, what you're doing, the way you're communicating is representing us well. See, whether it was positive or negative, they could use that same phrase to program their people towards the culture the messaging they wanted to create. Everything speaks. Yes, your curriculum. Yes, the programs in the hallway. Yes, what comes out of the mouths of staff members and students. Everything speaks. Yes, the bulletin boards. Yes, the email blast newsletters. Yes, the phone call reminders, the text messages. Everything speaks. So if we have programs and they're all communicating something, we've got all this messaging going out. The question we have to ask is the messaging congruent. Is your messaging congruent? Is it all pointing in the same direction towards that vision that you have for your campus? Or are things sort of going in different directions? Is your messaging confusing? Is there mixed messaging? My friend, Chris Schufel, Teacher of the Year, had this to say about programs. He said, programs must be regularly evaluated to ensure that they accomplish what is best for the students. Often remnants of previously implemented programs create mis mixed messaging leading to confusion. Often when I go into schools and I'm working as an education consultant, I'm helping assess their different programs. That's what I find. I find that there's remnants of a lot of different things in place. Sometimes it's things that haven't been fully implemented. Sometimes it's things that haven't been uh, carried out with fidelity. So we must ask, first of all, is our messaging all communicating the same thing? Is it moving people in the same direction? And if not, well, what things need to be removed? What things need to be added? If you're following along, you can uh, simply take a sheet of paper, 
And first of all, create a sort of a bulleted list. Take inventory of the programs that you have, the things that are existing today. Second of all, the next thing you can do is add a plus sign. If something is missing, what do you feel like needs to be added? What needs to be added? Then add a, a little subtraction sign. What, what are some programs that you could do with that? You don't feel like they're effective. You don't feel like they're getting results. And then finally, draw a little circle and add a stick, a little magnifying glass, if you will. And for that, uh, I would encourage you to do this. I would encourage you for those programs to sort of, well, reevaluate, to take that magnifying glass and take a closer look at those programs. Maybe there's some adjustments or some tweaks you can make. So here's some questions to ask you. Your staff, students, parents, board members, let's say they're gathered together. If you had 10 minutes to speak on school culture, if you had 10 minutes to sort of program or send out a message to people, what would you say? 10 minutes in a microphone. It's one of my favorite interview questions, by the way, for people that have worked on my team. You've likely been asked this question. If I were to give you 10 minutes in a microphone, what would you say to our clients? What would you say to the schools we work with to make them better? It's a powerful question. Which programs do you find that seem to be confusing or unhelpful? Are there any that you can just say, hey, you know what? Let's get rid of that thing. Let's take it behind the barn and shoot it because this ain't working. <laughs> Are there any like that? And finally, what messaging have you found to be most effective? Is there a program, is there an, an initiative that's existed in your school that has completely changed the game for you? It's completely changed the game. Is there something that you say, you know what, this has completely changed our school culture. This has changed the way I teach. This has changed the way that I work as an administrator and overseeing our schools. What are those transformational programs? What are they? What are those things that have been those, those game changers, those big milestones for you? Write a list of those because those are ones to celebrate. And then the question you want to ask there is, why has that been working? Why has that been working? What's been so transformational about that for you? I really hope this has helped you uh, sort of evaluate uh, and take inventory of your programs. Let me add one more thing. How do you know that your programs are effective? Well, I think there's a couple ways, right? There's probably multiple we can think of, but here's a couple to start. Number one, you can simply measure their effectiveness by uh, kind of the feedback you're getting, right? This is a, not like a super uh, data analysis way. This isn't super scientific. But I had a school, I worked with them for uh, a couple years, and I contacted them. I said, hey, you said you wanted me to come back annually, talk about this problem of social aggression, or some people call bullying, uh, dealing with conflict on campus. Uh, let's plan our next visit. And they said, Jeff, honestly, we've been using your approach, and uh, the bullying reports have gone down uh, significantly. They're, they're almost non-existent. Staff are using the peace sign approach, which is my uh, uh, sort of proprietary approach or process to dealing with conflict. This is staff are using that regularly. We were able to solve conflicts quickly and easily. It's being implemented in our classrooms, in our counseling office, and in the main office. If the kids do have to talk with a, a principal, 
And, and Jeff, honestly, like, we don't have a bullying problem. Like, can you come speak on something else? And right away, I said, boom, that's effective. That's effective. They've doubled down and used this approach and really focused for two years working on this. And what was the result? This problem, they came to me initially in panic that they were having major bullying problems. And now social aggression is something that they were able to handle. Now, they hadn't completely <laughs> eliminated conflict, right? That's what everyone hopes for, a utopia. But no, they knew how to deal with it. Students had increased their resilience. We were able to lower the uh, offense, the offense to, to things that were bothering kids. We were able to better handle and manage conflicts and, and resolve them peacefully. They said it's no longer a problem. So there's one thing. Number two, you can get really nerdy, really scientific, and I've been able to do that over the last several weeks with the school district uh, through resilience testing. It's a something created through Squabbles, which is uh, your game plan for aggression, a curriculum I've co-authored with colleagues. And we've uh, asked students, elementary students, 10 questions to measure their resilience. Yes, measuring their resilience socially and emotionally in 10 different categories. For middle and high school, we added five questions around suicide, around uh, depression. And what we're going to be able to do is to generate a resilience score and resilience grade as a result of that testing. Then at the end, we're also going to, for middle and high school, tell uh, which students are at risk for suicide, like suicidal ideation, right? We're going to be able to show those that are plan uh, thinking planning or have tried to act on suicidal thoughts with an attempt. So it'll allow us to red flag those kids and the school counselors, the teachers, the administration will then be aware, what are these kids that are mo most at risk? What's beautiful about the Squabbles curriculum is we can come in and our lessons, those 10 items of resilience, they are specifically designed to help boost resilience in those areas. So if I say, okay, we're really weak on question 9 and 10, well, we'll be able to use curriculum and through our videos, through our training, help teachers and students raise resilience in those categories using these special tools. If you're interested in doing something like this for your district, feel free to reach out to me. I'll put a link uh, here to the contact page of my website in the podcast notes. Uh, you can go to jeffveely.com or campuspeacepodcast.com. Uh, go to the contact page, send me an email, let me know if you're interested in this. Uh, what I'm excited about is at the end of the year, after using curriculum, after using social and emotional learning programs, we're going to be able to go back, give kids that same resilience test, and be able to show their growth. We measure academic growth, but man, I wish we would measure social and emotional learning. I wish we would measure resilience and see that the great work that our school social workers, counselors, school psychologists, and teachers, we're not just measuring academically, but we're measuring our kids' social and emotional well-being. Wouldn't it be great to have a score for every kid? Wouldn't it be amazing to have a report card of socially and emotionally how kids are doing? That's my goal. I'd love to see that happen in schools across America. And if you want to be on the leading edge of that, let me know. I would love to help you and your school with that. Remember this, programs are important. They're messaging and everything speaks. Let's treat others the way we want to be treated. Let's give an empowering message and continue in your great work serving kids. 
Hey, I'm Jeff Feely. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Campus Peace Podcast. I will see you next week where we talk about school policy and how policy creates culture. I'll see you there. If you enjoyed today's show, please help me achieve an A+. Simply take a moment to rate and review the show wherever you're listening. Then catch up on episodes and grab some free resources over at campuspeacepodcast.com.